0: Welcome to the Understanding Projects podcast. My discussion today is with Gregory Stuss, founder and CEO of the company, PlanList.io. Our discussion focused on a key challenge facing many organizations, the effective allocation and optimization of often limited resources to support planning needs. I can certainly attest to this being a significant pain point for many project and resource managers. Gregory also talked about his company's software product, called PlanLess, a real-time planning and resource optimization tool, and the benefits that it provides in this area. For more information about the PlanLess tool, please see the description area of this podcast. Here is my discussion with Gregory Stuss. You're the founder of a software company. Tell me what made you decide to do so, is it something you always wanted to do? Did it sort of evolve later? Like what, what brought you to, you know, being the founder of a, of a company?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I, I'm i actually a, a software developer uh, and a designer uh, at starts, uh, I studied in these two fields uh, and, and very quickly, I fell also in love with marketing. Uh, And um, I I very quickly ended up in in companies being always kind of the middle part in between design teams, development teams, uh, and and business people, uh, because generally these people communicate very badly, uh, one to each other, and they don't necessarily know how to understand each other's problematics. And as I was understanding all of their Views. I always ended up kind of being in the middle of these teams and so I have been all my life in the last 20 years managing a lot of different typologies of teams and projects and so I naturally came to project management uh, without necessarily learning it uh, from school or from university I just fell into it and, and started just dealing with it on a daily basis uh, but I've, I've been working mainly in the marketing and in the software development industries um, and, and I think one of the most complex experience in terms of teams and project management was in a, in a huge new multinational, uh, where I was managing uh, a lot, a lot of teams and, and it has been a, a very complex thing. And, and throughout these years, I've used like probably many of us, a lot of different typologies of tools and, and methodologies and trying to figure what was the best to do the job, yeah. uh, but when when it was coming to certain parts of that I always felt very frustrated um, because a lot of this job is a very painful manual process right and um, I needed to find a better way to do that Uh, I understood that there was a lot of guessing involved in that job uh, and of like hoping for the best uh, parts and as I'm a half French half German my, my German side is not really uh, working well with with guessing things and hoping for the best as you can imagine uh, I, I'm a bit more data driven data driven person uh, to to manage things a bit more precisely. And so some years ago I was like, well, I have been waiting for more than 10 years that one of the tools out there solves this issue and and none of them was even trying to start tackling it. so I decided why not giving my take on it and so, With my team at the time, I was like, why why wouldn't I maybe try to write some algorithms to help us better organize what we have to do, better manage our time, better manage a bit the task assignments around our projects, et cetera. And that has been the very first step of Glamis. It was first to to help me solve my problems, my challenges. And very quickly, a lot of people I knew, project managers or, or people managing teams, uh, discovered what I had built there and, and how we were managing things and they were very interested into it and I quickly understood that actually that was the problem that almost every team and every project manager had yes. and so we started building a, pro- a software out of it uh, that is called Planless and, uh, and this is what brings me after some years <laughs> talking with you Great. today. What was it that you were what was the painful part that
0: you were, that you were first, uh, developing? Like you mentioned the algorithms
1: and so on, and this pain, like what, what was the painful part? So the painful part was mainly on two, two sides. Uh, the, the first one is, is the planning of projects and of work. Right. Uh, and the second part is, is optimizing resources and, and their time. Uh, right. The, the thing is that when we, when we have a lot of projects going on at the same time that can have a lot of dependencies, delays, and, and things happening throughout the life of the project, it, it's kind of a, a mission impossible to manage all of this change and, and really understand also the impact that each change is having on everything else that we have to do. Uh, and, and so I tried to understand what was the real problem behind of that. And, and I did a, an, an exercise that helped me realize something that, actually, even when I'm talking with project managers today, they tell me, oh, I never, I never saw it that way. And, and the fact is that when we look at planning our work and, and optimizing our, our team's time, there's a lot of variables and constraints that, that come into place, right? We have on one side of the equation all our projects where we need to consider all the tasks that needs to be done, what type of skills are required to perform these tasks. Then we have estimations, we have priorities, we have deadlines, and we have delays appearing, we have dependencies, and we have emergencies popping up, and so on. Uh, But then on on the other side of the equation, and this is generally the part that is missing, we have teams. Uh, and, And it's not only about assigning teams to tasks. We it's much more complex than that because we need to consider not only people's skill sets to know what they can do, but we need to know what is their level of experience on this on these skill sets, their availabilities. But then in terms of their availabilities comes their meetings, their days off people fall sick. So we need to consider sick leaves as part yeah. of, of this. And then we need to manage their workloads and then. Something that comes more and more today is people not necessarily working in the same place. So time zones and locations have a, an impact also. And so I quickly came to realize that even if we have a, only have a small team and a few projects, when we start combining all of these constraints and these variables, at the end, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of planning possibilities. Right. You could combine them in so many different ways that you could actually come up with millions of different plannings. And so the, the, what, what I realized here is that we're not humanly capable of doing that. So uh, at the end, we just come up with what we feel is the best organization to deliver what we have to do and kind of deal with what's coming our way and just try to kind of keep things going. Right, uh, right. And, and, and that's what frustrated me a lot because at the end, Projects are not getting delivered on time. We all know that. And not on time, they're not on budget. Um, I think I saw a recent study that was saying that 40% of of projects on average are not being delivered on time and on budget. But but another part is that people spend more than half of their time on work about work tasks instead of being actual, focusing on actual meaningful work. And so I needed to find a solution around that. and, And I told myself, well, Instead of doing all of this manually and trying to guess our way through that, why couldn't some algorithms with the power of AI and computing that we have today could not figure out all of these planning scenarios and possibilities for us based on all our constraints and figure out what's the actual best plan right now and that every time something changes, it can just adapt in real time to these changes and constantly optimize. The planning of our tasks, but also the resource allocation and make sure that people's workload is well managed, meaning always full of work and never overloaded or underloaded, right? Right. And so that's basically what PlanLess is today. Wow. Um and, and, and that's the problem we're solving. So
0: interesting that and I agree. That is when, when you said the painful part, you know, that is one of the, if not the most painful part, is, is the resourcing. Um, often organizations designate a a a position you know one or more people who are resource managers and they get and i've always i've always said felt that has got to be one of the toughest jobs in the world because you're basically trying to solve everyone's problems but not quite doing so like you're, you're 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 gonna you're trying to find the best of the worst solutions and and so on um uh so it is a it is a very difficult role um because It's of not what... a very difficult
1: role. it's an impossible rule, yes.
0: actually. Impossibly. Because the problem
1: is that the, the, the time we are actually manage the situation, things have already changed. Right. And so it's, it's actually, we, we can just not do that. It's, it's, it's not manageable. Right. So what, what type of, in, so obviously the, or I would,
0: I would assume then the system would need to know all the things that the resource manager would try to find out. Like you said, you know, who are the resources? What's their skill level? When are they off? You know what's their normal work day how many hours do they need for email or administrative tasks and so on so you'd have to get everything of that into the into the software and then it would have a chance then to work through those scenarios
1: yeah basically you, you need to give the, the, this type of inputs but it's much simpler than it seems uh, you actually just need to define for each person on your team what type of skills they have and the level of experience on their skills define their availabilities And then when they have a day off or or, or they're not here because they're sick you just need to tell it to the system Uh, then very quickly you can just integrate also your google calendar or your office 365 calendar uh, so that it takes into also also into account the meetings of people as part of non-availabilities right because when they're in a meeting they cannot work on tasks right Uh, and, and so that's the only thing that you need on your team side the missing part is on the project side, where, how do we automatically allocate these resources to, to our tasks in our, in our projects? And so the, the actually the only common thing that you have in between the work that you have to do and your teams are skills. And so it's really a skill-based approach where you, when you're gonna enter tasks inside of your project, you're not gonna just say who is gonna do each task, you're just gonna say what type of skill set is required. So, it takes it a bit in a different approach, meaning instead of just trying to directly do resourcing on, on the tasks of a project. Is to say, this is the typology of skill that we need to do that, these are my constraints, I need someone that has uh, an industry knowledge on this project and it's someone that has this type of technical knowledge on this project. Uh, and, and then we can basically match that with your resources uh, and, and just try to figure out all the resources that potentially could be good for the job, and depending on their availabilities and everything else, trying to figure out what's the best mismatch.
0: Right. So as a PM, would I, if I'm, I'm sort of imagining myself on the PM side, so I've got my, you know, I'm, I've got my plan, I'm setting things up, and then would it come back and say you know here are the resources available and if you delay this like will it start will, will it try to adjust the timing at all or or like how how does that work from the pm's interface i'm just sort of trying to see what what i would see
1: well from a pm's interface as soon as you add some some tasks inside of the system and you define what type of skill is required to perform these tasks it's just going to automatically try to Uh, allocate resources and and what is going to happen is that it's going to try to fill up the the workload of people right so like if people work eight hours per day from monday to friday it's just going to try to fill up uh, their schedule and it's never going to overload them and so instead of like just trying to put tasks on the back of people it's what is their availability, and try to add to their schedule without never overloading them yeah What, what this means is that Every time you change something, we can readapt that in real time. So meaning that if a person is sick during three days, who is going to take over? You can instantly know that. And so from, from a PM perspective, it means that you just need to tell the tool what is a- actually happening every day. So this has been done. Here we have someone that is sick. Uh, Etc. And the, the tool automatically adapts to that in real time. And so you you don't have to constantly replan things and push things around when something changes. The the other part is that it's it's kind of working a bit the op- opposite way than pro- uh, project managers are actually used to work in the sense of like you're not you don't have to m- manage the workload of people anymore. The tool does that for you. So you're focusing more on optimizing globally than optimizing individually. Right.
0: Hmm. So um, one of the things that I've, you know, and and this is a very simple example, but one one of the things that that I've always found uh, difficult was, let's say I was using a software tool like MS Project, for instance. And, you know, you'd sort of say, okay, you know, Put like resource leveling on and it would do something which was which was contrary to what you like you you almost didn't know why it was doing it it was like sort of like okay we're going to push this way out here and push this here and you kind of go oh you know that's that's not what i wanted how to so is there what's what's the level of control that the pm has in the in the in the process like is there sort of an override button or or how did how does that work or or are they getting their schedule pushed around a little bit, you know, which could have knock on effects to stakeholders and communications. And so I like, how does that, like, how does that work? Is it, Because when, when you have resource constraints, like if you got a whole bunch of resources, you can always sub someone in, but if you're, you know, let's say someone's sick and you, you don't have anyone else to sub in, let's say you're short, something's got to give, like either something's got to be delayed or, you know, what whatever there's there's hard. how does how does that work with with the with the pms and and sort of their their involvement versus what the system does
1: yeah so there, there are two parts uh, here uh, for, for answering that the first one is to understand that generally when when we use a, a microsoft project or something we we define start date end date for our tasks or our phases right uh, which is actually a, a very wrong way to do because we don't know actually if we're really going to be able to do that on that date. Uh, instead of that in planless for example you don't define start dates or end dates the, the system is going to calculate them for you but then you still have control over it so we have an automatic resource allocation but you can always go manual you can always force assign a specific person to, to, to something uh, and then you can define Waiting times or delays or or other type of constraints that it's your dependencies and so on, or just like this has to start on a specific date or this cannot start before a certain date. Or only this part of the team can work actually on this part of the project so. You can go from full automatic to full manual uh, so potentially you could use it in the same way you're using an a, a tool like today, where you are just putting everything manually or you can go full automatic or somewhere in the between, which is generally what happens. It's somewhere in the between, right? It's right. leveraging all the power of, of algorithms to help us better figure out what is happening and, and then adding really our constraints in and, and like saying like this, you cannot do it, right? And so right. Uh, avoiding that is shift, but naturally the, the shifting part is actually what we're naturally gonna see because generally that's what is happening in a project, right? It shifts. Right. And so you want to be able to understand that shift and you want to understand, okay, so the fact that now someone is not here during one week, this is how much of an impact it's going to have on this project, but also on all the other ones. Right. Uh, and I have, I, I have some people to cover, but it's not enough. So if I had to simulate the fact of adding more resources to be able to manage this overload. How is this gonna impact? Well, here on two, three clicks, you immediately can understand that and do this type of simulation and projections, which in Microsoft project will probably take you three or four days of planning because you need to replan everything with another scenario. And so that's that's a bit the difference here in terms of managing this, but naturally shifts happen, right? It's, it's if something gets delayed, it gets delayed, right? You need to understand what is the impact and get alerts when things starts to go off track. Yeah, no, I,
0: I I know exactly what you mean. There's many projects where you know you create that you know that first baseline, and you know that it's not that's that's not going to happen Ex- exactly. It's 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 a you know it's something that you are putting say sort of you know stakes in the sand so to speak, but they're going to move, and so you know its real purpose almost is. You know, to say, okay, well, that's the direction. Now we just got to manage the shifts that will inevitably occur. Um, and and like you say, it's not always easy to do and and to figure out and then negotiate with resources and so on. So it sounds like that's that's all the that's that's what your your system is is doing is automating that part for sure.
1: Yep. And I would say that even more than on the project manager perspective, it's the perspective on on teams that are actually working on on these projects, where when you start having dependencies, uh, how often does it happen that we had planned to work on something next week, but finally we will not be able to start because we're waiting on the other teams to deliver us something. Um, and, And if this is not updated every day, it's only when you arrive to the last minute that you're actually realizing this, and now we have to completely reorganize our next week because this is not going to happen. Uh, right. And this is the type of things that you avoid if plans are constantly actualized and optimized uh, that way.
0: Right. So you'd need you'd need this. Would be I'm I'm trying to imagine the the implementation in an organization. So you'd need um, you'd you'd need the resources. To be all categorized and so on, which which makes sense. I mean, that's got to be done anyways, whether it's a resource manager or or this. It's it really should be. It's got to be done, um, but you'd need your project teams to be following somewhat consistently like you, you you'd need the data to say okay these two these two projects are both using this resource and these are the dependencies and so on so if you've got that information it would really allow for that to be known as opposed to like you said sort of that Um, getting blindsided by a, by a project late in the week where you're saying, well, okay, are you going to have that done? And the answer is no, we're three weeks behind. And then it's like, oh, okay. um, You know, now what do I do? Like that, that constant shifting that's going on. So, so you need some, so I would imagine, you know, an organization would need to sort of kind of um rationalize its procedures to 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 create some consistency between the project teams like that would be a good thing to have in this scenario
1: yes and no uh the, the thing is like i as i told you in the beginning i'm, I'm also a designer and I, I i care deeply about simple products that's uh, uh that, that are easy to use uh yeah. and when we built planless that was one of the first requirements and uh, i love complex tools when they are simple to use. Uh, And planners can be used as an all-in-one project management tool like any out there uh, with all the layer of intelligence that we're bringing. But we also want that teams can use it as a simple daily tool to manage what they have to do. And so we're combining the power of very powerful planning and resource management tools, but also the simplicity of just a to-do list for people. Uh, That allows them just to know what they have to do next. So, for example, if a a team is involved inside of Planless, uh, they will get on their dashboard a section that is called what's on my plate, that basically just tells them what they're doing now and what they should be doing next. And they can just mark progress. So they can just mark, I'm going to start working on this. We have time tracking integrated, et cetera. Uh, And then when they finished working on it, they can just mark their task as done. And they're going to start working on their next task immediately. And so they always work on what is really needed from them. Uh, But at the same time, they're doing that. They're actually updating the plan. Because just by them marking progress and collaborating on their tasks there, they're just they are just making the job of the project manager of updating the plan uh, very easy because they are just saying what, what is being done and, and what is finished and so on. So having the power of a, of a very complex project management and planning and resource management solution, but with the easy of use of a simple tool like an Asana or a Basecamp or, 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 or these type of tools, this is really what we wanted to create. Right, right.
0: No, it sounds really interesting, and and you know, like you're saying, if it's if that's integrated into your your team members' workflows, and it's like you say, simple. I, I love, love the simple and easy to use. I I cannot agree more. Uh, but if it's integrated into their workflow and they find it useful, it's it's managing their to do list, so to so to speak. Um, it almost eliminates that you know, sort of traditional weekly status where you go or this PM goes around and where are you on this? And where are you on that? And if you're constantly catching up with, with where they are, you know, exactly. once a week you sync, and then it gets out of date and then once a week you sync. but what you're saying is you're getting this in real time, which sounds really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the, the next step, and, and this is something we have been starting in the beginning of the year, we started integrating with the most popular tools out there. So that's Uh, Teams can just keep using the solutions they're already using today. But that's project managers and team leaders can just use PlanLess as a layer on top of these solutions to do all the planning and resource management. Uh, So basically, teams keep using their Asana or their ClickUp or their uh, Basecamp or whatsoever and just report progress there on their tasks. uh, And and it gets synchronized automatically back to to PlanLess so that project managers have an, an instant feedback of what is happening.
0: So you're saying it's, it's kind of like the the um um you know the uh, the other tools are sort of the front front line for the teams. Yeah, you know, the plan less becomes sort of the more of the back end where it's it's keeping the 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 the, the project plan integrated and, and so on and, and it for can be used and to,
1: It can be used both ways. The the thing is in the beginning uh we, we didn't have these integrations and we we started realizing, oh, sorry, we started realizing working with bigger teams that it's it's sometimes very difficult for teams to go out from from their actual solutions and uh, and yeah. it was easier to to just come as a lay on top of these tools and 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 I think that what we're doing is complementary to these tools. It's basically like we like to say we're we're just extending their capabilities, right? Because these type of capabilities you don't have them in these tools, and so having a separate place to manage all the planning and the resource management, but synchronizing data with these tools uh, look to be the best solution. Now, the funny thing that we start seeing is uh, we we have a lot of customers to start integrating their tools with ours. And quickly, they realize that everything they are doing in their actual solution, they can do it natively inside of ours. Right. So they start migrating everything, so, so that's- Yes, kind of that is, I, of I,
0: I think that's a great strategy that, that you have in, because you, you do, you get, you know, Teams, whatever tool they're using, they're used to it. And it's, you know, it's, 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 it's ingrained. Um, But yeah, if you, if you, if you can get in there and and integrate with it, then who knows where it goes. That's a, that's a smart strategy. Um, So just as a, like a thought on this, I was, I was thinking prior, prior thinking prior to us talking and, and, you know, in the past, you know, I would say, the split between a PM and software and this is debatable percentage. I, I'm interested in your point of view. In, like <laughs> in the past, say say 10 years ago, I would think that you know the PM did like 80% of the work and the software maybe 20. Maybe it's 85, 15 or 90, 10, but but most of the thinking, the 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 thought process was the PM and resource man. Let's let's include the resource manager in that bucket as well. Maybe yeah. it's an 80 20 or 90 10. Um, so well, first of all, what well I, I wanna I wanna see what your feedback is on that. But then the next question is it seems like this is moving the line a little bit, is that we're giving more the software is now going to do more heavy lifting. So maybe it moves to 50-50 or 60-40. Is that a, is that an accurate? Is that is that way of looking at it true or or does that make sense? Uh,
1: short answer, I don't think so. I think it does not change that line. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, long long answer is a bit more complex. Uh, I, I would say it doesn't really change that line in the sense of like I don't think it removes necessarily work from the project managers. Uh, it helps them make better decisions and and, right. and better better optimize everything that they do. Right. Uh, it, so, so very often I hear people telling me, Oh, okay, so. Like basically, I don't need a project manager anymore. I said, no, that's not the case. Yeah, that, that would be a mistake, manager, yeah. right? That, that that that's not the, the right way to see it. Uh, and, and saying that it's gonna do the job of the project manager, I don't think either. It's gonna help him do his job much better and much faster, probably. Right. Uh, but there's still a, a, a need for for him to be there and and control the system. I mean. It's it's not it's gonna do his job. That that's not gonna happen. And I think that's never gonna happen. Now there is a second part to this answer, which is the the rise of agile methodologies in, in the last 10 years, because you, you told me 10 years ago, right? And a lot a lot of companies went towards agile and, and to teams that are self-organized, etc. So kind of removing the need for resourcing and so on. But I have been working with agile methodologies during a lot of time, uh, and it comes with another set of issues than traditional project management, uh, and this is not the topic of discussing them because we could talk about this subject during an hour, <laughs> uh, but, but but I see more and more companies starting to shift out of, of agile methodologies because they realize that it comes with a lot of issues. and. I gave this a, a lot of thoughts during the last years, and, and I have kind of a controversial view on that, which is that methodologies like Scrum, et cetera, to basically create buckets of two weeks of work uh, were actually a great way to manage what now is not manageable through traditional planning. It was basically saying, okay, planning as it is, it's not manageable. Like we discussed that since the beginning of our talk. Right. And so how do we simplify it? And so, oh, why not creating buckets of two weeks and calculate teams, velocities, et cetera, to better organize that we have to do. Uh, the, the The problem is that this comes with a lot of issues like dependencies or or just like tell someone to that he has two weeks to do something. And even if he can do it in two days, he will stay, still ne- need two weeks. Right. Uh, we we, we all saw that. Uh, But now uh, I start to see planless as being actually the the gap in between this type of planning and and actual planning where we're making planning again possible through what we're doing. And so it it eliminates the, the need of creating these buckets of two weeks. And we saw a lot of agile teams that approach planless with an agile mindset and quickly understood that, well, actually, they can be even more agile by removing sprints by just letting the tool reorganize their next days because of what is happening every day. And so this is an interesting thing that is changing. And so I see much more impact on how teams approach their work than on how project managers are involved in a project. Project manager work, I think will still be 80% the project manager and 20% the, the software uh it's just that the the software needs to get much better to help him do a better job and to really optimize the work that his team can be delivering right and so i think that's the the main difference i I would say it it makes them win a lot of time that it's on the on making decisions and on optimizing and it makes the team save a lot of time by better managing their time and, and what they have to do yeah Okay, I I
0: absolutely agree with you on that. That's that your the, the the information on agile, that's that's quite interesting. And I I I see where you're going on that and I agree. Let me just go back to the 80-20 for a moment and why it's not, you know, 50-50. I and and I I agree with your with your answer, um, because I guess what you're saying is. It's not that the software is is quote taking work from the PM, which which you know from a you know from a marketing point of view, you're probably going to have a lot of PMs evaluating your your software. the the idea that it's that it's going to take over their job wouldn't be good, and it won't. I, I agree with you completely. Is that it's not going to it, it can't almost and but what it's bringing is value add so it's like you're saying it's it's allowing the pm to do more with better information and so on so it's not reducing their work just making them more effective which then leading into the agile that is quite interesting and i i hadn't thought of it that way but you are you are right agile is you know it it is very simple to say you know there's a simplified i suppose just statement but it one of its you know it it was broad and no maybe it's not simplified one of its reasons for being is to to supplement the downfall of waterfall or the the challenges of waterfall the, the, the because it was very difficult to to plan so far in advance because of you know just the the number of, of factors but that you know a tool like yourself like yours can can alleviate that which allows allows more you know, move towards predictive type planning again allows it to 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 work again, which is quite quite uh, interesting. No, my my
1: my favorite quote is from Eisenhower, right? Plans are worthless, but planning is everything. And I, I I do feel that planning has been forgotten a bit, and and that a lot of teams are just not planning really anymore. And and that this causes a lot of productivity issues and, and and other issues like talent retention issues because I mean you can talk to almost everybody they are all always overloaded right uh, and, and this is this is killing productivity in company and and this is because people just forgot about what planning really is uh, and I think it's time to get back to to actually plan a bit better than just living uh this to chance and to like i said in the beginning let's hope for the best yeah no um you know absolutely absolutely agreed the
0: you know the 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 need for us to recognize not forget about planning also love the eisenhower quote as well that's one of my favorites as as well um i guess you know just in in terms of wrapping up um you know in in terms of people watching this would like to find out more we'll we'll include you know links in the in the in the notes of the of the um of the podcast but uh you know assume they just contact your your url and so on for more information
1: yeah sure so uh you'll put the links there but planless.com and you'll you'll find basic information about what we're doing but I would say I'd recommend you just to book a call uh, with with one of our experts to to go through it. Uh, Would help you uh, probably understand way better the the potential of it than just trying it by yourself. Uh, We do have a 15-day free trial uh, for people to play around because people don't necessarily, uh, people love discovering things by themselves. but for, for you really to understand uh, how this is gonna help you, uh, I re- definitely recommending booking a call with, with with someone on our side that in half an hour, you you will get everything and, and a whole picture of it and, and we'll help you get started with it very quickly from the from the right foot. Yeah. Well, uh, Greg, there's been a
0: pleasure talking to you. I, I, I'm really fascinated with the approach you're taking um, I you. think you have your. I think you have your 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 finger right on the pulse of, of, of projects and where the pain points are. And I think you know, I'm I'm really thinking this would be, you know, if I was if I was still if I was you know I'm I I, I no longer manage large projects, but you know if I was still doing that work, I would be certainly wanting to see this for sure and uh, and and to try it out. It sounds fascinating.
1: Well, lo- love to have your community discovering what we do and, and helping us make it even better. We're working very closely with our users. Uh, we don't have the pretension to know what are their needs. And so we're, we're always building uh, the, the, the tool uh, with our users' feedback and our users' insights. So to all PMs, talk and, uh, and work with us. We're, uh, we're going to build the best planning tool ever out there. That's great. Well, good. Well, thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time, Dave.
0: Thanks for listening to my discussion with Gregory Stuss. During our discussion, Gregory and I talked about the challenges facing planners, especially those regarding resource allocation, and how his company's planning and resource optimization tool called PlanLess can help in this area. He also reminded me of one of my favorite project-related quotes from Dwight D. Eisenhower that plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. I cannot agree more. If you like this series of discussions, please consider following Understanding Projects on your favorite podcast player or clicking subscribe on YouTube.